Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you as always for stopping in for another action-packed episode here on the show. We are all the way up to episode number ninety. Somehow, some way, we're already here. We're uh, we're halfway through the uh, the year for twenty twenty two. We are still investing in the uh, our twenty twenty two investing challenge over there on Let It Grow Investing on the Facebook group. Uh, it is a private group. If you are not a member, please feel free to uh, ask to get in the group, answer the questions, and I will let you in. Uh, we're just trying to reduce the scam and the spammers out there and have a uh, a nice group of like-minded investors uh, sharing ideas and, and topics, things like that. So uh, go over there and uh, get in the group and also vote for the uh, the investing challenge. We, uh, we just went ahead and added Kroger for week 25 and we are currently looking at uh five new stocks we are looking at uh goldman sachs verizon uh bitcoin which isn't a stock uh at all it's a crypto and then uh amazon and then an etf that uh, is going to mimic the s p 500 which is going to be voo it's a vanguard fund so go over there get your votes in and uh, let's see what happens for week 26 i think we're going to end up uh, turning this year around it has been a rocky start. It's been uh, rough and, and you know, just tumultuous out there. It's, uh, it's definitely put us all through our paces, you know. So I'm, I'm looking at what I've got going on, looking at uh, what's happening out there. And ultimately, you know, where we can maybe start to see some, uh, some opportunities. I think we're in that opportunity camp in a lot of different places. And uh, if we're not quite there yet, I will still be buying through the entire year uh, because we never really know where that bottom is going to be. You know, we could get some good news out of, uh, you know, Russia, Ukraine, uh, China with some of those lockdowns being lifted. That could uh, could be a good thing, although, you know, we're going to have more demand on oil. So there's uh, there's always a good and bad with uh, with every outcome of every situation. But uh, that being said, you know, I'm looking into some some different things that are going on today. Uh, looking at some some price action out there as to what's going on in uh, uh, oil and gas. We saw that kind of you know break down a little bit last week. Uh, now it's coming back. There's been some people saying that it's uh, the trade's kind of over. And then you got the flip side, people saying, oh, yeah, we got the lockdowns lifting. Ultimately, there's going to be do- more demand. People could see uh, barrel prices going up to that 140, 150 mark. <coughs> Might be temporary, but uh, might be more long lasting. So we're really trying to see where we're headed, and ultimately, if that trade is still uh, still in place. I, I do think it's still in place uh, for me. As I've said before, I'm more of a long term investor, so I'm not really looking to trade oil and gas. I'm looking to build a position, and you know that being said, I'm really not looking to do a whole bo- lot of buying in those areas right now as uh, my positions were pretty well solidified before oil and gas ran up. So I want to uh, kind of give you that uh, that heads up that, uh, you know, you want to be in some of these things before they run. I don't really like to chase. I don't really like to uh, do the trading where you got to be tied to your computer or have all these different uh, limit orders, buy, sell, set. And uh, that's really just not me. So I'm uh, I'm looking at these different things and thinking of uh, of diversity, right? You know, we we see that uh, you know the uh, government is kind of going after 
Altria today. They're they're trying to shut down the Jewel product, the uh, the e-cig uh, market, and it is uh, ultimately hurting Altria today. Like you know, we saw with uh, oil and gas last week trading down. We're seeing uh, Altria down about nine and a half percent on the day, which is certainly rough. It is a a, a larger position for me. I uh, really like the dividends. I really like that they were going into some of the marijuana business. They had the jewel business. They've got some, uh, I believe, some wine business. I'm not too sure about uh, the beer or other um, beverages that they're into, but I know they have some wine business as well. And, uh, you know, right now they're about 7.8% dividend. They've had that dividend for quite some time. Yes, the cigarette business is dying off. They were looking to these other avenues in order to keep that dividend rolling. Uh, the PE is getting up there a little bit right now at 27.8 times. And hopefully they can continue this uh, this dividend. I probably need to take a closer look at their, their payout ratios and things like that and make sure that is safe right now. As that was one of the, the larger things that got me into this position was uh, that it is a dividend uh aristocrat it might be a king i'm not too sure i'd have to look at how long they've been paying out but uh that that dividend was one of the reasons that i got into it yes and if some of that other business kind of came to light it was going to help move that business forward but as we see right now if you had all your money into one stock and in altria you know that that nine percent down on the day negates all these dividends that you'd be getting and if you were in oil and gas last week and you were really hoping for it to pop and it broke down, you know, that's uh, really where this diversity comes into play. We talked about this quite a long time ago. I think it might be like episode two or three about building a core portfolio and really kind of hammering home these your top 10 stocks and really looking into different uh, different segments, ones that don't have so much overlap in order to build a, uh, a portfolio that's going to weather a lot of storms. We've really been looking at the, uh, the companies that are going to really do well during a recession. But uh, right now, I'm really looking at the companies that you really want to have through thick and thin. Regardless of what happens, you really want some, some solid names in your portfolio. And, uh, you know, as we've seen, it's not always just tech or just uh, healthcare or, you know, consumer staples. You really kind of want to balance it out. That's that's my thought on it anyhow. So I'm, I'm taking a look at my top 10 and I'll, I'll throw in the top 15 just for argument's sake. And, you know, I, as some of this has traded off, uh, certainly things that I've had for a long time have run up more than others. Uh, I think that kind of goes without saying. Like I said, Altria was, was probably at one point was a top 10 stock for me. I had sold some off as it had run up and ultimately at a you know, a 8% dividend. And if we get some some kind of a headwind as to what's going on with the Juul products, the e-cigarette products, I might have to add some more to get some of that dividend once we know a little bit more. Right now, I'm, I'm not uh, buying or selling. I'm going to wait and see what ultimately happens here. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a, a look at the, the top 10. And uh, rounding out the top 10 for me is going to be Enbridge which is a uh, Canadian pipeline play, and uh, it's going to be in oil and gas. And then number nine is going to be Lockheed Martin. So uh, defensive name, uh, aerospace name. So, uh, you know, the, the top or the, the five that are going to round out the top 10 here 
are going to be very different. And then the top five uh, are probably less diversified than I'd like, but kind of means that I'll be adding to other ones to bring up some other industries into that top 10. But uh, then going forward, number eight is going to be United Health. So we've got a healthcare play and insurance play. Uh, Number, what's that? Seven, I'm going backwards here. And I didn't number it. So that uh, explains me trying to count out loud. Uh, Number seven is going to be Enphase. So a uh, solar play that's going to do microinverters. And uh, they're going to do a bunch of uh, battery storage or electric storage for homes and commercial sites. And uh, their their claim to fame is the microinverters. They are some of the best in the business and one that I think is going to evolve over time. So this one has kind of weathered the storm we've seen. Um, where are we at? I, know, I think they're around 190 today. But uh, when they got down to that 140, I was saying, hey, yeah, go ahead with end phase. That's uh, one that I wanted to add to. We saw it drop down to that level before. And ultimately, it's... Uh, it's kind of been bouncing around those numbers. And ultimately, I thought that was just too cheap. Yeah, so about 195 today. And uh, my cost basis on it's 142. And I have not had this that long. But uh, it's one that has weathered this uh, this downturn fairly well, as uh, I think a lot more people want to lean into some alternative energy as uh, oil and gas goes so high. So that one is number seven. Number six Uh, This one has broken down pretty good, and uh, it is one that I would probably be adding to, and that name is Amazon, A-M-Z-N. So, you know, I think it kind of goes without saying that uh, the retail and all is kind of falling down right now. Uh, One of their big drivers is Amazon Web Services, so you get a lot of that cloud computing, and they were kind of criticized over this business when they came out with it. That, uh, you know, kind of stay in your lane, Amazon, you don't know anything about cloud computing, but uh, they have taken that business, they've grown it uh, very well, and uh, it is becoming a major player in their business. So I do think that that business will continue to grow. I do think that uh, going forward, their their online sales and all their different uh, avenues that they're making money will continue to grow. And right now, I think it is... uh, getting to the point where it's a little too cheap. So I I would probably add to that one. And then uh, for the the top five, um, some of these are not going to be any big surprise. I've got uh, Microsoft, number five, Google, number four, AbbVie, number three, Apple, number two, and Tesla is my number one spot. So I'm very tech heavy, right? I've got uh, got AbbVie, which is going to be healthcare. Uh, United Health, which is going to be uh, the health insurance. We've got uh, some solar. We've got some defense. We've got some oil and gas. But uh, I'm very tech heavy right now. And uh, a lot of that is because these names have grown. Uh, some of it's because I had added heavily when uh, when I thought they were going to be a, a solid buy. And I'm really waiting for them to run. Uh, especially in, in Tesla, that one is a one that I really loaded up on and it had gotten much larger. Uh, I did not sell any of it when it got large, which is possibly a mistake. You know, I maybe should have taken a little bit off the table when it was in that 1200 range. I did not. I still think that I'm going to let that one run, but, uh, I probably should have a little bit more consumer staples or, uh, financials in this top 10. I'm up. We'll probably try to add to those. 
So that's definitely something that I could could change here. But uh, rounding out to the top 15 is uh, number 11, CrowdStrike. 12 is Qualcomm. 13 is Johnson & Johnson. 14 is Blackstone. And 15 is going to be Visa. So, uh, you know, a little bit more diversification in that. But uh, when you're really looking at those top 10, you really want to pick, um, you know, names that are going to be a bit different than than each other. And uh, in a lot of ways, a, a few of mine are very similar. They're a lot, very heavy in tech. But uh, you do want to make sure that you got some other players that are in there. And then if I look down at the the top 20 in mine, I'm sure I get a little bit more diversified as, as you know, some of them haven't run as much. And uh, like Amazon or uh, Apple, Google, Microsoft have all done really well for me. Amazon, not so much because I got into that one later. But, uh, you know, if you have a consumer staple of financial, a uh, healthcare, an energy, and then a tech, you know, you might want to look at it something like that to where you are a little bit more diversified. So on those down days, something is, uh, you know, going to work. You're going to have some uh, some bad days where all of them fall, but you're going to have some days where if you're completely in tech, you're really going to get beat. Or if you're, you know, strictly in oil and gas, those, you know, you might have some tough days there as well. So you really want to look and, um, and kind of diversify off the jump. And then as names grow, if, uh, if they are getting to be too much of your portfolio, I try to keep them under 5% for any one name. Um, I can, definitely check that right now. I'm going to just out of curiosity. And Tesla is the only one above 5% right now. So that's 5.4%. Apple's 4.3, AbbVie 4.1, so on and so forth. But you really don't want them to get to be so overweight that uh, your, your whole portfolio is really relying on one name to carry the rest of it. So I try to look at it like that. And uh, if they are getting to be too much, I will go ahead and trim them. Uh, Tesla was one that I really added heavy to when it was in the five and 600 range. And, uh, you know, it about doubled there for me for a while. And I probably should have listened to my own advice and gone ahead and trimmed some of it. But uh, I, I think I got a little bit of FOMO, to be honest with you. I, I kind of thought it was going to keep running for a while. And then, uh, you know, right now, I, I still think that adding to it would be a pretty safe spot, uh, more so in the 600s. But at 715, I, I don't really think that uh, if you're not in it, it's, it's not a bad time to add. But uh, that being said, I just want to make sure that you guys are mindful as to what you're getting into and know that uh, if you have too much in one name or too much in one sector, it can certainly hurt you. Uh, yes, it can be a benefit when all of tech is running. But uh, if tech's not running, you're certainly going to feel it. So just be mindful. Take a look at your portfolio. Uh, I hadn't really looked at my top 10 or top 15 that close to say I got X amount of dollars in A, B, and C. And now that I'm looking, I'm saying, hey, you know, I really need to take a look at this and maybe add to some of my uh, top 20, you know, the bottom of the uh, the bottom half of the 20 and kind of, you know, restructure things a little bit in order to get a little bit more even balance uh, in order to keep those uh, percentage of the portfolio under that 5%. I did some other names, uh, move some into that in order to have that nice balance, in order to uh, really survive these storms that we have been uh, seeing lately. 
because you never know which one's going to get beat down next, and you really never know which one's going to do a lot of running next. So take a look at that. Uh, I will take a quick break. We will be right back. All right, we are back here. And I just wanted to say that if you are looking to start your own portfolio, I do have some links in the description to help get you started. And that's uh, on crypto.com, Webull for... uh, uh, pretty much stocks, crypto, fractional shares. They do a little bit of everything. Uh, my main brokerage is uh, E-Trade. That's where I do most of my investing. And then I do have a link for Binance.us if you uh, would like to get into crypto that way as well. They all have their place. And uh, I do think that, you know, for for overall, I would I would shoot to say that Webull is a, a good spot to get started. But I do like a lot of the research tools on uh, E-Trade. And then uh, crypto.com is probably my my favorite right now for uh, investing in crypto. And that uh, has been a rough one as well as the stock market. So I did want to uh, do a little bit of an update on how I'm doing to hopefully give you a little peace of mind as to how you're doing. So you're not in this alone. Uh, As I haven't really been looking so much as to the price action, I've definitely seen it. Uh, when I'm looking at a uh, a six month chart, uh, personally, I am down about twenty uh, percent from December to uh, of twenty one to June of twenty two. So I'm down about twenty percent. the uh, The Dow is down about thirteen point six, is what this says. I would have guessed it would have been more. I guess it probably spiked up and then came back down. Yeah, that's exactly what it did. It came back up in April and then we're we're back off of that. Uh S&P down 18 and a half and Nasdaq down 27%. So, uh definitely painful out there. You know, seeing kind of money just evaporate. Um, you know, I'm down a good chunk of money right now. But uh and you you throw in crypto, it gets even worse. But uh that being said, this is a long game for me. I, I hope it's a long game for you. Could I have done things different differently? Certainly, I could have, uh, you know, set some stop losses. I could have, uh, you know, done some different calls, do some different option stuff, which I'm not really into. I really don't know that much about it, so I'm, you know, not as dangerous over there. But uh, really, on a lot of these stocks, we knew that they were running up too hot. Everyone kind of knew that, uh, you know, 2020, 21, a lot of names that shouldn't have ran so hot were doing that. I get into some of those and some of them definitely hurt on the way back down. Some of those I did kind of trade out of or cut some of my losses. But even my top 10, my top 15, there's definitely been some pain there. So, I guess my point is, is that uh, you're you're not in this alone, but I have a plan for the future. I know that I'm going to continue to buy these names and other names that I'm really confident in uh, going forward. I really want to focus on those high conviction names, those dividend names, probably lay off some of the meme stocks or the, uh, you know, the high flyers right now. Uh, one, I don't think they're too safe. I do think they could get beat down further. Uh, even some of the, my my high conviction names could get beat down further. I'm I'm looking at you, Apple. I do think that Apple's going to have a uh, a little bit of a leg down. Possible, you know, they still have that PE that's higher than where they trip, uh, typically trade. Combine both words, 
And, uh, you know, when you see that, you're like, okay, well, you know, why would you buy now? I'm, I'm not necessarily adding to that. So I'm, I'm being very careful as to where I'm adding money right now. I still do like Google. I still do like Amazon. Uh, Apple, I still think is a little bit overpriced for, for what it is. But, uh, you know, Qualcomm trading at a, like a 12 and a half forward uh, PE. That one still uh, is, you know, interesting to me. Our semiconductor is going to be harder during a recession if we should get a recession. Yes, but uh, at the same time, I, I think it's too cheap as to where it normally trades. I think they're adding a lot of different businesses that are outside of mobile in uh, automotive and autonomous and this, that, the other. I do think that they have a bright future. And, uh, you know, at a 12 times forward, I will look to add there. So you really just want to be particular as to what you're adding to and uh, really don't get caught up in the hype and all the fear that's out there. There is a lot of noise. There's a lot of recession talks. There's a lot of problems out there. But uh, ultimately, just keep adding to uh, the names that you know and love and ones that you really want to have long term in your portfolio. Uh, as I said, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. If uh, if it is a sprint, hopefully you're a trader and uh, you know to get out of these things when you see the a run or a drop and you keep those stop losses uh, active all the time. That's not my lane. That's not how I do it. Uh, I know that uh, some people are probably saying, you know, you should have done that right now. But, uh, you know, if I look at, you know, history, you see that the, the longer you hold high conviction names, high quality names, the better off you typically do. And, uh, you know, if I would have sold off some of these and waited for a 10% drop and got back in, they possibly would have kept dropping depending on the name. So, you know, I might've saved a little bit. You get that hit with that tax bill if you got some gains and then you try to get back in just to see it drop more. So I want to continually add to these names to build a position that I'd be, uh, you know, good with in five or 10 years. That's what I'm looking for. Ultimately, I want names that are going to weather the storm right now, but, but grow when that time comes. And for that reason, you know, like I said, a lot of those high growth, high flyer names are really not what I'm looking for right now, unless they are severely high quality companies and uh, don't have much risk uh, that they're, you know, ones that are going to be better off when we're, when we're looking forward. So, uh, with that being said, you know, we are looking at those, uh, uh, week 26 stocks for the investing challenge. And, uh, you know, some of these were safety names. We lo we're looking at Goldman Sachs. The, uh, PE on that one is about, uh, what five. That one's really safe to me. Verizon almost trades like a utility. That one has a nice dividend to boot. Uh, that one seems safe to me. And uh, as we've said before, when it trades under 50, you see a lot of people come out of the woodwork to buy this one because that, that dividend yield is where a lot of people want it to be. And uh, you do have some potential upside on that one. Uh, they have sold off some business and they are really focusing on what they're doing well. Uh, Bitcoin, you know, trading down uh, around that 20,000. Are we going to see a rally? Um, you know, maybe not right away, but uh, if you're in accumulation mode like I am, I'll continue buying there. Number four would be Amazon. Uh, we've, we've talked about that one in this episode already and one that I'm going to continue buying. There is a, a good amount of implied upside from uh, quite a few analysts. It does have a lot of coverage on it. 
Uh, currently at 110 after that 21 to 20 to one stock split and 62% upside on that. So another one that I like, and if you are looking for safety by buying the whole market, that ticker is going to be uh, VOO. That's going to be the S and P 500 ETF. And uh, that's going to give you safety in numbers. Some of them might not be your, your number one pick, but, uh, you do get a lot of safety by diversifying right off the jump by simply buying a uh, an ETF that's going to be a broad market uh, fund. Now, if you are looking to start a portfolio, I would say these are a great way to start. Your first uh, $10,000 or so could easily go into uh, an ETF that's going to mimic the S&P, the broad market, uh, even the Dow. And, uh, you know, depending on your risk, you know, the broad market might be a little bit riskier than uh, the S&P or vice versa. But uh, you do want to look at something like that. That's going to give you diversity right off the jump. And uh, I think it's going to help you become a better trader. You're going to sleep better at night knowing that, uh, you know, yeah, you're along for the ride of the whole market. But uh, it's a lot easier than getting into penny stocks or meme stocks, losing all your money and then uh, having to regroup in a year if, uh, if, you know, I've definitely seen that happen to a lot of people also. So, uh, those are over there on the let it grow investing, uh, group on Facebook, get those votes in, and we are going to continue to add to this portfolio to hopefully outpace the S and P 500 by the end of the year. That is ultimately the goal here. And we've, uh, we've definitely seen that volatility still in play. Um, you know, we had, uh, a green day yesterday. We uh, on Wednesday we we woke up to futures being down about one and a half percent on the Nasdaq, and uh, right now the Nasdaq completely turned around. So we really don't know where we're headed all the time, but uh, over time we know that we should be adding uh, to our portfolios for that long term view. And uh, you know, red days are certainly a great time to do that, but uh, be mindful as to what you got what you're getting invested into, try to keep that diversity rolling and uh, really look to build that account around a long-term time horizon. And uh, I think if you do that, you're going to find a lot of safety and hopefully that's going to help you weather the storm and give you a little bit of uh, uh, confidence that things are going to do well. And uh, with that, that's all I got for you guys today. But uh, please get over there to uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Join up. Take a, a vote in the poll, and uh, if you could go ahead and like, subscribe, and share, that would mean the world to me also. So thanks for stopping by, and I will catch you in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.